Next on BYUSN, do you want to see the Big 12 poach the four-corner schools from the Pac-12, plain and simple? Plus, Ty Detmer comes out of retirement for the alumni game, but will he be in Heisman form? Uh, it's a given, Jason. He's always a Heisman, Heisman Always a Heisman. That's right. Come on. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Friday, everyone. It is March 10th. It is the weekend before Selection Sunday, and I wish so much that BYU had a team in the conversation, but that is not the case. But we will not let that keep us down, Jason. We will not be held back by the fact that BYU men's and women's basketball will not be in March Madness. We will push forward. We will, we will press forward, my, my brother. <laughs> we will indeed. <laughs> On today's show, with so much swirling about possible Big 12 expansion, do you, as I go Uncle Sam here, want the conference to go after the four corner schools. And we don't need to get into the specifics on whether it's actually four corners or not. Uh, Ty Detmer joins the show, as I mentioned. How serious, by the way, is he taking the upcoming alumni game? Plus, is Jamal Williams and the WWE a match made in heaven? We will discuss, but first, here's today's headlines. Jamal and the WWE? That feels like a match made in heaven for sure. Also, a match made in heaven, football and the springtime at BYU. Our good friend Jerem Jordan calls it the third most popular sport on campus. Not sure that's the case, but there's an argument there. The third practice of spring football happens today. We'll have the latest and greatest for you following all of these early practices coming up on Monday's edition of BYU Sports Nation. Eighth-ranked men's volleyball hosts 15th-ranked Ohio State tonight and tomorrow, both at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Speaking of both, you can watch them on the BYU TV uh, app as well as on BYU TV. The Batcats of BYU baseball take on Creighton at 3 p.m. Eastern time in Lawrence, Kansas. BYU Creighton was canceled yesterday. Shocker due to inclement weather. Two-game series starts today with Game 2 tomorrow at 1 Eastern, live on BYU Radio. Men's and women's track and field begin indoor national championships today. The men's events begin at 8 p.m. Eastern time in Albuquerque, New Mexico. The women's events begin at 4 p.m. Eastern time. BYU Gymnastics looking for a critical big road score to push up their national qualifying metric. Competing at Arizona today, taking on a Pac-12 power, 8 Eastern. BYU won the head-to-head -head dual meet last year in Provo, trying to take care of business in Tucson. This is the final meet before BYU heads off to the Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference Championships. Men's and women's swim and dive teams continue competition in the National Invitational Championships. Both men's and women's teams traveled seven swimmers for the event. Good luck. Men's and women's tennis have matches this weekend. The women take on Boise State today at 1 p.m. Eastern, Utah tomorrow at 4.30 Eastern. Both of those matches in Provo. The men will play in Salt Lake City at Utah tomorrow beginning at 12.30 Eastern. Brandon Davies scored 14 points, grabbed two rebounds, and had three assists for Olympia Milano in a 76-62 victory. And Eric Mika helped his G League Ignite team win yesterday 130 to 113 came pretty close to a triple double. He almost messed around and got a triple double, as the Ooh, kids like to say. Nicely played. 19 points, 11 rebounds, and seven assists. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. A 
Oh, we're feeling the Big 12 expansion love on this March day. Let me explain. Back on Valentine's Day, we were joined by CBS Sports' Dennis Dodd, and at that point, again, shocker, we were talking about what's going on with the Pac-12 and their TV deal, and is the Big 12 ready to take advantage if that TV deal is not good and poach some teams from the Pac-12? Well, during the discussion, Dennis Dodd told us this specific thing about what he thinks Brett Yormark's plans were and are moving forward. And I think Brett Yormark and the Big 12, a, a lot of this now is just sitting back and waiting for some of these schools to shake loose and maybe get nervous and call him and say, hey, we don't have a deal. We're significantly down the line. We're not. We're about to go to 16 months before our contract expires. We don't have anything done yet. Do you have room for us? I, I think that's his play right now. Jason, it kind of feels like Brett Yormark isn't playing the waiting game anymore. While it might have been true on Valentine's Day, uh, this is according to Dodd's latest, which he used the phrase, ready to pounce, to which University of Utah Athletic Director Mark Harlan responded on Twitter, quote tweeting, give me a break. I love the drama. All right, Jason, with all of the conversation out there and everything that has transpired over the past few weeks, let's discuss this from a BYU fan point of view now. Do you, simply you, yes, want the four corner schools to join the Big 12 Conference. So to answer the question as you presented it, you asked if I want the four corners, the four schools that represent the four corner schools. Arizona, Arizona yes. State, Colorado, and Utah. In its entirety, no, I do not. I am cool with three of the four. <laughs> I have never wavered in my in my opinion that I am perfectly fine with BYU and Utah going their separate ways and never being in the same conference again. I hate Utah. I am perfectly fine with that. I have been before BYU even got in the Big 12. That is, that's how I believe. And look, I'll put it into, uh, I don't know, real world uh, an application this way. So you have, you're, you're dating somebody and you sort of have some of your ups and downs, but, you, but it's overall, it's a good relationship, and it works well for both of you. Okay. Then you find out, uh-oh, this, this may be on, on rocky soil here, right? So you start to panic, like, oh, my gosh, I, I, don't, I don't know how, how I'm going to survive. This is all I know. This is good. I, I don't know how am I going to do this on my own. Mm. Then you break up, and at first, it really stinks. But the longer you go, you go, you know what? I'm doing all right. Okay. It's not as bad as I thought it was. I can do this. That's the situation. I am perfectly fine with Arizona, with Arizona State, and with Colorado. I have no problem saying I would rather BYU and Utah go their separate ways and not be in the same conference. That's my take and how I feel. I realize that may be in the minority, but I'm perfectly fine with Utah doing whatever Utah's going to do. Stay in the Pac-12, go to the Mountain West, whatever is on their horizon, you do that, we'll do what we're going to do. Let's play the Back to the Future game and hop in the DeLorean <laughs> with the 1.21 gigawatts, Jason. Before social media really exploded, before the Twitter game, before Instagram, before Facebook really took hold, would you still feel the same about BYU and Utah in the same conference? 
right now? Like if you could go back and you didn't deal with the toxicity yeah. of social media, would you feel differently probably. about the conference and, and coming back together? Yeah, probably. I think that's a huge factor in all of this. I, I, I agree with you. And I, and I also think the way that it appears that there were quite a few things blocked by Utah that has kept BYU out of a few things, I, I think that that plays into it as well. Why would, why would you want to throw a lifeline for someone that did not throw a lifeline to you? This is an interesting conversation because a lot of that is conjecture and a lot of that is hearsay on both sides for yes. BYU and Utah. But that's all we have to go off of. And so I understand <laughs> yes. your frustration in that regard. Look, I'm not going to pretend like I'm all gung-ho about Utah potentially joining BYU in another conference. I do love the idea of a super meaningful November rivalry game in the same conference again. Like, because the victory in that regard is that much sweeter. Can you imagine if BYU and Utah were competing for, in some capacity, a Big 12 championship, and it came down to that game, and BYU wins that game? How much better does that make things, knowing that BYU denied Utah that and had the opportunity to win a share or the conference in some capacity. Like, that is special. That's what happened in 2006 within the Mountain West. John Beck to Johnny Harleen, the last play of the game, denied Utah and gave BYU the outright Mountain West Conference championship. It's a top two sports it moment in my life. It was incredible, it, right? Yes. Because it's the rivalry. That's yes. why it's top two moment in your life. Because yes. of the rivalry. But I'll give you, it was before the toxic nature of social media has just taken over the world, right? So, again, I'm not, I'm not saying, yes, I would love Utah in the same conference as BYU. I do love the idea of potentially huge rivalry games that would determine a conference championship. Yes. And I know that those are few and far between, and like, I'm, I'm grasping at things there. But I don't absolutely hate the idea of Utah in the conference because I feel like their product is good. I feel like they bring value to a conference wherever they would go. They've been the best in the Pac-12 in football in the past two years. They have some cachet right now. And so, again, beating that team, it matters. So if BYU beats Utah, knowing that they've done some great things over the past few years, great. So I have, I have a mixed bag of emotions. As it pertains to Colorado, Arizona, and Arizona State, sure, come on over. In fact, I would love for – I think the Arizona schools have made a lot of sense for a long time. Rewind eight years on this program. I go I went all the way back to 2015. And when Arizona and Arizona State first were complaining about the situation in the Pac-12 with Larry Scott, and can you blame him? I mean, he ran that thing into an absolute iceberg. It's, this is the Titanic for yeah. George Klyovkov right. at this point. It feels yes. that way. I, I knew Arizona and Arizona State were, were interested at that point. And I was like, yeah, like they, sh they belong in the Big 12. This is before BYU was even in the conversation. Like, yeah, it would make sense for Arizona and Arizona State to join that conference. It's geographical sense. Like, yeah, for sure. But I, I believe that Brett Yormark wants a Pacific Coast school in there. Well, he's, he's he said wants, as much. Yes. He wants, yeah. he wants to have somebody in every time zone to represent the Big 12. The, the other thing, like, there's so many different variables. And we really haven't even touched beyond just you mentioning Mark Harlan's tweet. That's not nothing. Give me a break. That, that's, wow. That's not nothing. Look, that, that is him. That's a very... For what he said, that is a, a big statement. Absolutely. 
if, if there's any truth to what Dennis Dodd is saying, I, I, I don't know Mark Harlan. I've never talked with Mark Harlan. I've never had any interaction with Mark Harlan. But from what I hear, good dude, honest guy, like, like people like him. I don't think he's coming out with that statement as definitive. It's, it's sort of an ambiguous statement, but you get the meaning behind it. I don't think he's coming out with that statement if there's something to what Dennis Dodd is saying. So it's not nothing that he came out and said that. The other thing in the Dennis Dodd thing that really stood out to me, how many times do we, in these scenarios where you're talking about possibilities of this happening or that happening, but it's, you know, you, you don't want to talk specifically about other, other people's conferences or players. What stood out to me was that you had two head coaches in the Big 12 currently that specifically referenced yes. Arizona. Yes. Talking about Bill Self and certainly with the news of Bill Self, speedy recovery and hope everything's great with him. 100%. Obviously. But he said, quote, whatever there is to make our product better, let's do it. From a promotional standpoint, anything that is doable, Brett Yormark will do. Arizona is one we have to get. Wow. I mean, like, specifically mentioning a team, that does not happen very often. Then you have K-State head coach Jerome Tang saying, that to me is the one we have to get. I've always thought the Arizona schools, Colorado and Utah, are a natural fit for us. Who doesn't want to visit Arizona? I love Phoenix. I love Tucson. I want to visit Arizona. I would love to do so within a Big 12 conference context. When you have people, coaches, saying specifically schools yeah. that they would like, that doesn't happen very often. Jason, Arizona and Arizona State are the no-doubters for me. Like, makes perfect sense. Colorado, because they have the history with the Big 12 and because geographically they fit better in the Big 12 than they do in the Pac-12, although it would end potentially the Rocky Mountain rivalry. Oh, I'm just it's, torn up about that. Look, that may be the reason why it all stays together. I think Colorado certainly wants to get back in the Big 12. I, I don't know. Does, does Brett Yormark care enough about history and Denver and just opening up another market? Maybe. And so he's like, yeah, come on in. I think he wants to, one, get to 16 teams, and I think two, and maybe this is more important than one, he wants to be in all four time zones. Yeah. So I would not be shocked if, and, and this is reading off of what Mark Harlan tweets out. Like, so a few things can be true here. People from those four programs can be in contact with Brett Yormark and his people in the Big 12. And there can also be uh, some truth to the fact that Mark Harlan is maybe not involved heavily in those conversations. It could be a phone call between two head football coaches. Who right. knows? I mean, it could be Steve Sarkeesian calling Kyle Whittingham and being like, hey, what do you think about joining the Big 12? Right. And Kyle Whittingham says, oh, I'm open to anything. Okay. That, that's like, oh, the conversations yeah. are ongoing. Maybe Mark Harlan is not heavily involved in this process. Look, university presidents are the ones that are going to make this decision, yes. not athletic directors. Yes. They will certainly have The Board input. of Regents, the athletic directors, all that stuff. Mark Harlan's tweet tells me that Utah is not nearly as far down the road as Arizona and Arizona yes. State in this. Yes. The first domino to fall, I would be shocked if indeed a domino does fall. I'd be shocked if it's not Arizona. And then Arizona State probably gets in line and then maybe Colorado. But if the Big 12 really wants to get into the Pacific time zone, why not go after a basketball school, Jason? Yes, that's why Arizona why? makes the most sense. And why not go after Gonzaga? Yep. Why not? Now you're in the Pacific time zone, at least in basketball, and your biggest brand right now, your biggest brand right now 
is the fact that you are the best college basketball conference in America. Football is king. I know. Well, that's I why get, you have, I get it. That's why you have two basketball coaches talking about getting in Arizona. We're not talking about Dave Aranda, you know, and and Mike Gundy talking about this on the football side. It was basketball yes. coaches. When Texas and Oklahoma leave, now your clear biggest product is the fact that you are the best basketball conference in America. So why not bolster it even more? Yep. So get into the Pacific time zone, get Gonzaga, get Arizona, Arizona State, and then maybe Colorado if you want to get to 16. Heck, I wouldn't even be opposed to San Diego State joining the Big 12 if you want to get into the Southern California market. Invite Gonzaga, San Diego State, and the Arizona schools and call it good. Or if you don't want, if you need to have all of the sports, Fine. Gonzaga doesn't get in. They'll be fine. Bring in San Diego State, Colorado, and the Arizona schools. I know that's there, too. But this, if Utah doesn't want to be in the Big 12, and, and it feels like they don't want to be, right. based on the athletic director's comments here, give me a break. It does feel like, of all the schools, Utah is the one that really wants to make things work in, in the Pac-12. Why wouldn't they? Because, they, because once, they dominated once the USC is gone, yes. their path to getting to the top every year is... Is easier. It's through Oregon and Washington. Yes, and who knows how long they'll be there. Okay. We haven't even talked about the possibility that that's really the top two yes. targets. Utah has dominant. Why? Of course they wanted to work yes. in the Pac-12. They've been the best in the yes. Pac-12 in football for the past two years. Yeah. Oh, I'm fascinated by all this. I'd be shocked if a domino doesn't fall, or if a domino does fall, that Arizona isn't the first one to go. I, I agree with you 100%. Makes all sense. All right. With all the conversation out there that the Big 12 and Brett Yormark are ready to pounce if the Pac-12 TV deal is not good and things continue to be weird on the western part of the country in the college sports front, we ask this question. Do you want the four corner schools in the Big 12 conference? Straight up, do you want the four corner schools? Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah. At TN Snowboarder on Twitter says, would much prefer the triumvirate. Utah should stay in their research conference. <laughs> from a fan base, from the amount of crow that would need to be eaten from the Ute fans if they went to the Big 12 would be delicious. Uh, our good friend Sane Kim on Twitter, one of the good people on Twitter actually said, uh, he said, Utah fans, one, we'll never join that truck stop conference. Also Utah fans, well, if we do join the Big 12, we'd win it in year one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. It is great. Hashtag BYUSN to join the combo. Eighth-ranked men's volleyball hosting 15th-ranked Ohio State tonight. You can watch the match live at 9 Eastern on BYU TV and the BYU TV app. You'll be on the call tonight. I will be on the call with Steve Vale. Jerem was nice enough to let me step in. Up next is Ty Detmer looking to relive his Heisman glory in the alumni game or just frankly survive it. He joins us next. This is BYU Sports Station. Touchdown! Up for the touchdown! It's a Heisman feel on a Friday. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jason Shepard. We've seen the light, and we now welcome in Ty Detmer, (laughs) the Heisman Trophy winner once again to BYU Sports Nation. Ty, great to have you on the show. How are you? Yeah, doing good. Great to be with you guys. 
All right, uh, let's just go ahead and start with the alumni game. Uh, one, I'm super happy that you have agreed to play. Can't wait to watch you sling it in Lavelle Edwards Stadium again. How much convincing and coaxing did it take to get you to agree to do this? <laughs> well, I had a good excuse not to be there last year. My daughter had a baby. so. Um, but then after watching it, hearing Max rave about it, uh, you know, I was excited to see some of the old teammates and uh, get back up to Provo and not not super excited to play in the game, I don't think, more to be around the guys. <laughs> well, that may answer the question then, Ty, because like, like last year, Max brought a playbook. I mean, he was dialed in. He took it serious. How competitive are you going to be when you hit the field? That's the question. Well, you get competitive. I mean, you don't want to go out there and lay an egg. Um, so... Uh, I threw last week one time. I think I can. I think I'm good throwing once a week. Uh, anything more than that, could, it's definitely sore the next day. But um, you know, Max and I, we've been out there. He's uh, he's excited to be back. And uh, I was. I told Jack, I'm like, I'm not playing against Mac. I got to be on Max's team. So <laughs> Steve's gonna back out on you. He's a big talker, but he's gonna back out. So you better find somebody else. So I'm glad John and uh, Brandon will be there. <laughs> Fantastic. Ty Detmer is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, as you prepare for something like this and think about the prospect of, of throwing the football in some competitive fashion in front of fans again at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, what type of emotions come to mind? Well, I think, um, you know, a lot of the memories kind of flood back for you. I know being out there, you know, as a coach and walking on the field the first couple times with the crowd and the lights and all those things, it, it brought back a lot of memories. And uh, it'll obviously be a little different, um, you know, being being uh, out there with just uh, no pads on or anything. But uh, a lot of great memories, and, and uh, I'm sure there will be a little bit of that come back and uh, some of the memorable plays and, and games that you had while you were there. Ty, you mentioned that the part that you're really looking forward to is just to be back with the guys and former teammates. And, I mean, that's really what this is for. Obviously, the fans, they, they have the opportunity to see, you know, their favorite players out on the field. So there's that part for the fans. But, you know, what's this like as a former player that, that, this, is, that this is happening, that Kalani and the staff have gotten together to, to bring this back and put this together. It's pretty cool. Everybody that played in it last year raved about the experience. What's that like that this is available for you guys as former players? Yeah, I think the playing part of it's better left back in the, the 90s. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, they've done a great job of embracing the alumni, uh, having guys feel welcome back at any time, and this just adds to it. You know, it's, it's fun to – to get everybody together and, and, you know, the thing Max was talking about probably more than anything was, uh, you know, the lunch that they had with all the guys there and teammates. And so um, I'm excited about that part of it and looking forward to, uh, you know, having those opportunities. Ty, your uh, former teammate Derwin Gray has poked fun at himself about uh, being the old man coming back for the alumni game. Who's technically the oldest player? Are you the oldest player that's going to suit up and play in this alumni game, or is it Dewey? Well, I'm definitely older than Dewey, so uh, <laughs> I'm 55 now, so I don't know who else is coming that would be older. But um, the good thing for me, I don't have to run. There's no rushing the quarterback. Uh -huh. Dewey might still have to run a little bit, so that's, that's a game-changer. Okay, because because you are 55 tight, does that mean you're going to attempt 55 passes? That kind of lines up, right? 
No, I've always said if you attempt that many passes, you're losing the game. So hopefully we're not. <laughs> we're, you know, Max, Max is, he's talking like he's just going to sit back and call the plays and have the playbook. And I'm like, knowing Max, he's going to want to be in there. So I'm, I'm fine taking a couple series here and there and then letting Max have the rest. All right, Ty, if I set the over-under on soft tissue injuries at four, you taking the over or under? And I think based, well, I saw the rosters. There's some young guys that can probably still run. The Jurgens boys are, are uh, you know, coming. Uh, Kobe Pearson, all those guys are young enough. Aleva Hifo, um, you know, but I, I think it's probably going to be up to six. I think that's a pretty <laughs> So, so you mentioned some of the guys that, you know, you've looked up and down the roster. Is there, is there somebody maybe you've zeroed in like, all right, I, I want to throw to this guy. Is, is there any – can we see any combination start to, uh, to, to show up at the alumni game? Yeah, I, I think definitely, you know, you're, I'm smart enough to know to throw to the young guys. You know, you'll get a couple of the old tight ends in there running their little stick route and things like that, the security blanket, but – if you're ever going to unleash one, it's going to have to be to uh, to one of the young guys. So, you know, they'll probably outrun my arm at this point now, though. <laughs> I, if you got to have a Hail Mary of 60-plus, it's going to be max. I'm out. So, uh, yeah, I've, I don't know if there's a, a connection. You know, Reno's going to be begging for the ball, so I'm mm-hmm. sure I'll have to throw to him a few times. The great Ty Detmer is with us on BYU Sports Nation. As we now turn from the alumni game preview to – Actual BYU quarterbacks that are one, in Jaron Hall's case, pushing to the NFL draft, and then Keaton Slovis coming in to lead BYU now. Let's start with Jaron Hall, Ty. You know Jaron. You've worked with him. You've been around him, and you've watched him in the combine now and uh, obviously been aware of what he's done in the Senior Bowl practices lead up. What do you expect from Jaron Hall uh, as the NFL draft approaches, and, and what type of quarterback will an NFL team get if they draft Jaron Hall? Well, I, you know, this is the time of year where I know everybody's like in awe of the athleticism of the kid from Florida and uh, things like that. But um, you go back and you look what they've done on the field and their composure, uh, their leadership abilities. And, and, you know, if you start really looking at it, and that's Jaron Hall, you know, the, the character on and off the field, the, the leadership in the locker room, um, they'll get that type of guy. And so... You know, you hope teams don't get so caught up in the guy, you know, having a 41-inch vertical and running a 4-4. Can he, can he throw the ball? Can he lead a team? Can he be that guy that, that you're hoping to have as a franchise quarterback? And, you know, I think uh, Jaron's proven that he's got the athleticism. He can make all the throws. Um, hopefully for him, he gets at the right spot and the right fit, and it's a system that, that he's comfortable in. Well, the guy that's looking to follow in Jaron's footsteps as the starting quarterback for BYU and then hopefully be in this exact same position next year going to the NFL is Keaton Slovis. Uh, certainly know his pedigree and where he started and how his career started. What, what did you make of him, him being the, the guy that, that chose to come to BYU and, and lead this team into the Big 12? I know he played at Pitt, and I didn't see Pitt play many games this year, but, um, you know, he's a guy that's experienced. He's uh, Arizona kids. So he's, you know, he's kind of a, a out from the West and probably excited to be back in the Western part of the country. Um, but you know, he's a guy that's obviously mature and, and led a team before. And so, you know, there's probably not as many 
unknowns there with him as there would be with a guy just taking over right from scratch. So, um, you know, it's a great opportunity to get a guy that's that's proven, won a lot of games, and uh, and now he's got to come in and, and get to know the teammates and become that, that locker room leader that, you know, the quarterback needs to be. Ty, it's no secret that very often a team goes as the quarterback goes. So when you think about Keaton Slovis and this BYU football team, but making the jump to the Big 12, what's a fair expectation for the Cougars in year one of Power 5 play when they're going to take on 10 Power 5 teams? Yeah, it, it takes a little time. You know, the recruiting, everything has got to kind of come into place over the next uh you know, a few years. So you look at Utah and they, when they got into the, the Pac-12, um, is that, are they still calling it the Pac-12? I don't know. <laughs> but um, if, uh, they, uh, it took them, uh, you know, it took them a few years to get caught up to speed. And I think for BYU, it'll be a similar type of deal. You, you look at the schedule this year, it's an exciting schedule, a lot of tough games. And, and so you kind of got to run the gauntlet and, and figure out how to do that year in and year out. And so that'll take a little bit of an adjustment. And uh, I think, you know, within three or four years, they're competing for a Big 12 championship. Ty, one of your former teams in the National Football League may soon have a new starting quarterback. And I'm talking about the Packers. Obviously, a lot of uh, talk about Aaron Rodgers maybe making his way to the New York Jets. And that obviously has ramifications for former BYU quarterback Zach Wilson. Number one, do you like that fit with Rodgers in New York? And then number two, is there a chance, because obviously everybody wants Zach to succeed, and I know he wants to start. Is this something that could actually be really good for him long term? You know, I, I think first of all for Rodgers, uh, I don't know, I guess I'm a little bit old school. I always hated to see guys leave. I hated to see Brett uh, go to New York and then uh, on to Minnesota. You know, it's just it's just different, you know, and it's a little bit of a different feel than, than the guy that's been there for 16 years or whatever it's been. But, um, you know, I think for the Jets, they get a guy that they know can, can play and can compete. And, and how do you pass up an opportunity like that if it falls into your lap? So uh, for Zach, you know, I think for him, it's a, an opportunity, you know, to – sit behind Aaron and, and learn from him if that's the case. If it's somewhere else, it's an opportunity for a fresh start. So either way, I think it's a good situation for Zach to, to have a, either a year or two to, to sit and learn, pick his brain. And then uh, if not, and he goes somewhere else, it's an opportunity for a fresh start. Ty, you did this. And to your credit, when the opportunity came for you in Philadelphia to become a starting quarterback for a few years and took a team to a playoffs, you did it. But I'm sure it's, it takes and requires a lot of patience. And so what would, if Zach Wilson is the backup to Aaron Rodgers or somebody else, and then Jaron Hall we feel like is going to be a backup wherever he lands, what advice would you give to those guys about the proper mindset to carry and in being that backup role as, as they take on their NFL careers? Yeah, I think, you know, just just being ready at any moment that coaches need to trust you. So you got to put the same time and energy into it as if you're the starter. Uh, I remember Billy Joe Hobart out of Washington. He uh, he was with the Saints and had to go in and play and wasn't prepared. He admitted after the game, like, I didn't prepare as, like I should have this week. And that was the kiss of death. I don't think you ever heard from him again after that game. Um, and so um, for those guys, it's, you know, there's – 
when you get to be my age, you wanted to be the guy you wanted to be playing. But now it's like, you know what? Being the backup was a pretty good gig. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're able to put some money in the bank, walk around and chase the grandkids. So um, <laughs> it's not all bad. So, you know, go into it, take it serious and, and be ready for your opportunity. And, and uh, just, you know, buy in and, and prove to the coaches they can trust you. And there's an opportunity for a long career. And, uh, and who knows where it leads uh, down the road. At 55 years young, we cannot wait to watch you play in the alumni game, Ty. Uh, congratulations on uh, everything you got going with uh, your quarterback uh, training. And uh, speaking of, we do need to ask you about that before you go. Ty, what, what's the latest uh, on your professional front, and then what do you have coming up in the next few months? Yep, still uh, the head coach there at American Leadership Academy in Queen Creek, uh, coaching with uh, Max Hall. We've got uh, old man Workman's probably watching this show as well. He tunes in every Friday, I think. Um, but uh, really enjoying the the opportunities I've had there and, and the young men. And we've moved up to 6A. They move you based on success in Arizona, so we're playing too well. We keep bumping us up with the 4A enrollment. We'll be playing with the big boys now, so uh, we're excited about that. And where the program's headed, so it's been a lot of fun. Oh, love to hear it. Coach Detmer with us on BYU Sports Nation. Ty, thanks for the time. We'll see you in Provo. Can't wait to uh, watch you sling it in Lavelle Edwards Stadium again. Thanks, Ty. <laughs> All right, thank you. Ty Detmer on BYU Sports Nation, the Heisman Trophy winner. It's, I mean, humble as always. Yes. Right? Yes. He just Humble as always, and then when he got on the field, he would just <laughs> tear your heart out. It was so good. No fear. <laughs> You know, if he had thrown three interceptions, it didn't matter. He's going to throw four touchdown passes, and BYU's going to win the game, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I cannot wait to see him on the field great. throwing it'd passes. It would be great to have him back in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. All right, BYU baseball facing Creighton today, but not in Omaha. They'll be in Lawrence, Kansas at 3 p.m. Eastern time. You can listen to the game on the BYU radio app. Up next, is Jamal Williams ready to make a jump to professional wrestling? He's already got the nickname, right? Jay Swag, Swag Kage or Jay Swag Daddy, like uh, one of those will work, right? We'll discuss. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This is BYU Sports Nation to interact with the show and get great content throughout the day. All you need to do is follow us on our social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. He is Jason Shepard. I am Spencer Linton. Let's whip it. And this is how we do it. Presented by Marist, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. We are just talking about the New York Jets. How about we start there? Uh, Sauce Gardner, Brees Hall, and Garrett Wilson burnt a cheese head. <laughs> Their thought process is if we do this, this will lure Aaron Rodgers to New York. Um, if you're Zach Wilson, how do you feel about this? Uh, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it because I like that situation for Zach Wilson to learn behind his childhood hero. Yeah. If it were anyone else, like, I'd like, uh, he loves Aaron Rodgers. Zach is still so young. Yes. He's what, 23, maybe 24? He's so young, yeah. Jason, especially for a BYU quarterback. Right. When did Taysom Hill enter the league when he was 26? 26 years old, that's right. That would give Zach Wilson still two full years to learn behind Aaron Rodgers potentially and then be younger than Taysom Hill to yeah. start as a quarterback again. He's had plenty of time to digest this and go through this and however he's going to process it. He, 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 he knows 
And quite frankly, the Jets, I'm sure, have already told him what their plans were when they got into the offseason. Anyway, this is not a surprise to Zach. He will handle it as great as he always does. Yes, Aaron Rodgers is a unique individual, to say the least. But he's very good at handling the media. Yes. And he knows how to compartmentalize things. He's an incredible competitor. I think he's got kind of a steel trap of, his, of a mind. He doesn't care what people think about him, Jason. The other part about this, this is not a situation where he would view Zach. And again, I, I don't really know how he feels about Jordan Love, but there was always this, this, it was implied that he did not appreciate the organization bringing in Jordan Love. And so it always made things a little awkward. That's not this situation with Zach. No. It's not this situation at all. I would love for Zach Wilson, even if it's one year and Aaron Rodgers is retired, yeah. whatever. Like, let him learn from one of the goats. Yep. All right. In the latest CBS NFL first three-round mock draft, no BYU player was selected. Gasp. Is that concerning to you? No, it just means we'll just disregard this. We'll look at the ones where they're in it and pay more attention to those. Oh. I mean, look, I would, I would, would like to see somebody in there. That doesn't mean this is, this is all a guess. It's all a guess. Good or bad, it's still a guess. It's one mock draft. Yes. Yes. Amidst hundreds of reputable mock drafts that feel like they know what's going to happen. Nobody has any idea what's going to happen. Make no, Not even with the first pick at this point. Make no mistake, though. Had three of them been in there, we would have been pumping the heck out of this sports yeah. mock draft. Sure. It's, it's, but that's reality. No. That's the way Blake it is. Freeland's going to get drafted yes. in the first three rounds. All right, big, big 12 basketball tournament's going on right now. Are you spending time watching the happenings in Kansas City? Yes, because I happen to know that our good friend David Amadova, who is the director of athletic marketing at BYU and vice president within the athletics department, was there. And so I was texting back and forth with him yesterday, just asking, what's the atmosphere like? It looks huge and fantastic Our guy on Tyson's TV. there too, I think. Tyson Hutchins is there. Yes, Brian Santiago. There were a number of BYU individuals there. Um, and they all just said, Spencer, it feels like March Madness. Yeah. It feels like a March Madness. And it scenario. looks that way too. Big time. Yep. Every school's got their band there, huge fan bases. There were pep rallies outside. Here's the difference about between the Big 12 Conference and all these conference tournaments in Las Vegas. Las Vegas is used as the real draw to bring the fans in, right? People that go to the Big 12 tournament are going solely for the basketball. They're not going for Kansas City. They're going for the basketball, yeah. not to be entertained by all the things around the basketball. It's You call it a truck stop conference if you want. No, these communities are all in. They show up. It's big time. They said it feels like the NCAA tournament. By the way, can we stop with the truck? Like, you're using that as a drive. Come on. Come I love, on. Look, who doesn't love a good truck stop? Come on. They're awesome. <laughs> Shout out to Bucky's. You know, you know. <laughs> okay. Let's go. All right. Uh, how much interest do you have, Jason, based on what's happening in college mm -hmm. basketball in NIT Selection Sunday? Uh, I have a lot because that's obviously where if, if BYU is going to go, yeah. that's that's where they're going to go. So I have a lot because, number one, I, I've either that's, that either means that I get to do some more pre-half and post for basketball or it could also mean I get to do more baseball games if they go to the NIT tournament. It impacts your schedule It, it, it sure. impacts my schedule, so I'm very much looking. Plus, I want BYU to be able to have an opportunity to keep playing. I've, it's probably not gonna happen, yeah. but I certainly hope it does. I've got, yeah, I've got interest in the NIT selection Sunday <laughs> special, for sure. But all of these regular season conference champions losing in their conference tournaments means things do not bode well for BYU to get into the NIT, and I th it's okay. Whatever. It's okay. Push forward, build for the future. Hopefully, the BYU women get into their NIT with the expanded 64-team field. But in the real selection Sunday, I'm very interested. Yeah. 
because I want to know where Gonzaga's going to go and St. Mary's and all the Big 12 if, schools. If Utah Valley gets in, yeah. like these teams that BYU's played against that have never been to the tournament, speaking of you, yeah, I've got interest in all of it, Jason. All right, this is pretty cool. Uh, it's Top Gun night tomorrow at the BYU men's volleyball game against yeah. 15th-ranked Ohio State. If you were in Top Gun, what would be your call sign? White pants. Oh boy, <laughs> that was very quick. I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I thought a long time about this on my drive-in. I'm like, what, what would my call sign uh, be? Yeah, I went with Jim Rat. <laughs> I was going to go leg day, but I, yes. <laughs> no, yes. nobody wants to see leg day across the front of your helmet. So I went gym rat instead. You should have gone leg. <laughs> leg day is perfect for you. I'm going to, I still don't know. I need some, I need some submissions. What would my call sign be? Help me out, Twitter. Help me out. Be Those shirts, by the way, that they're wearing are awesome. Yes. I need a call sign. Help me. I got to do better than white pants. Yes, you do. Okay. By the way. Jamal Williams, <laughs> white pants, <laughs> does his, it's white pants Friday, Jason, okay, does his best Hulk Hogan impersonation in this social media post. Oh, yeah, what you gonna do when a swag daddy comes for you? <laughs> the best. The swag daddy. He's already got the nickname. Uh, would he, and the answer is obviously yes, Jason, be a great professional wrestling character? Yes, 100%. But there, I'm going to take it a step further. He would have to be a good guy. There's not there's not any any place on earth where you would go and not like this guy. He, you can't make him the villain. He has to always be the guy you root for. And you would. He's great. Jamal, if just have like a celebrity appearance at least. Even if, if the Lions and the NFL would allow him to do that like sometime over the summer yeah. and just have like a celebrity appearance, it would slay. Look, Carmelo. It would be awesome. Carmelo was in the, the Bash at the Beach. And Dennis Rodman. And Dennis Rodman and everybody else. Look, athletes, <laughs> there is a precedent set for athletes doing this. You can do this. Jamal, I have a dream. I have a dream that one day Jamal Williams will be a part of our pre and post game coverage at BYU TV. <laughs> I don't care what it costs. Figure it out. We got to get Jamal on BYU TV. <laughs> White pants and leg day. <laughs> <laughs> Up next, what's your interest? And I mean your interest. Not even your interest in bringing the Big 12, the four corner schools in potential expansion. Do you want the Utes involved in that? This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on a Friday. This is how we do it alongside Jason Shepard. I am Spencer Linton. Live from the studio, Bizzle, our question of the day. Do you, all of you, or any of you, want the four corner schools, meaning Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah, in the Big 12 with the other 12 teams. Answer the question, Andrew Streeter did so on Twitter. He says, the only people saying no are the ones who clearly have a short-sighted bitterness informing their opinion. Jason? <laughs> he continues, there would be these would be critical additions to the Big 12 and would solidify what they really need to not just survive, but thrive in this progressively scarier college football landscape. No, I'm not saying it's not all or nothing. I'm good with 75% of it. 
<laughs> you just want Gonzaga or San Diego State or anybody else besides Utah. I'll take New Mexico State <laughs> at this point. Because <laughs> then we would have somebody from the fourth corner. <laughs> well, that's funny. Uh, Jay Bickman on Twitter. Utah won't be invited. Oh, very sure. They Do believe, you know something? They believe their academic peers to Stanford and Cal. They aren't. And don't fit in culturally. Wow. Strong words here. Which is important to Brett Yormark. Utah will stay in the pack. Some combo of the Arizona schools to join, maybe Colorado or San Diego State, or, question mark, very fluid situation. It is very fluid. At Utah underscore native on Instagram, could we switch Utah with Boise State? I feel like if it's not Utah and Colorado, it'll be the Arizona schools, and then it's the somewhere on the West Coast. It has to be. It has to be. He's made it so public. Yeah. He wants to be in the fourth time zone. San Diego State makes a lot of sense. Does the Pac-12 want San Diego State? They yes. want Fresno State. Maybe the Pac-12 wants Gonzaga. But here's the deal. The Pac-12 could have San Diego State right now. They haven't done anything. Oh, man. I just I wish so much that the idea of Washington and Oregon were actually in play. I know they want to go to the Big Ten. Maybe they would take a lower cut to go to the Big Ten. I, and maybe that's how they get into that conference. I don't know. But I, I wouldn't be opposed to Brett Yormark sweetening the deal. Right to get Oregon and Washington and maybe giving them a full share year one of entry Look, instead of like this, you know, this tiered structure to bring them into a conference. I think what makes as much sense as the Big 12 being able to get these teams now, what makes equally as much sense right now is that the Pac-12 does get some sort of deal done, but it is not a long-term deal. It is a short-term deal that appeases everybody now and they can kick this down the road a little bit to find out if these teams have an opportunity to go to the Big Ten down the road. It, it just it sort of takes the problem and, and pushes it down the road, and you don't have to deal with it for a little while. That makes sense to me. Sure. Okay, at the casual hippie says, three of them would be decent additions. <laughs> I wonder which one he's talking about that wouldn't be. He continues, one would be a net negative addition. I think we all know which ones are which. <laughs> Why would Utah be a net negative? Maybe he was talking about Arizona State. <laughs> You don't know? It's, Utah's got cachet. <laughs> love it, like, like it or not, they, they have won the Pac-12 the past two years. Albeit they finished each season with four losses, but they still won the Pac-12. Back-to-back yeah. -back seasons. At Roberts underscore MN. Colorado, yes. Arizona, yes. Arizona State, yes. Utah, enjoy those road trips to Laramie and Fort Collins. <laughs> Gosh. Or better yet, Flagstaff and Pocatello. Oh, boy. So petty and vindictive. <laughs> Our elite voice of the day, presented by PAX. Healthcare Elevated. At Mex Custer on Instagram says, three of the four, yes. Let Utah ride the independent train for a decade. Okay. Utah's not going to gonna be. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. I feel like, honestly, the Pac-12 is going to figure out something. Number one, it's not going to happen. They'll go somewhere. Number two... I don't think they could be an independent. Jason, even if the Arizona schools defect to the Big 12, and let's say Utah or Colorado goes too, I feel like the Pac-12 is going to find a way to survive. Yes, I, I, they, yes, I 100% agree. And I, I think, and I, I'll go back to what I said at the beginning of the show. What Mark Harlan's tweet did this morning, that's not nothing. That is a big 
statement in what he said. Even though it was vague, you know what he means. I, I agree with you. They are going to fight tooth and nail to keep why this thing together. Why wouldn't they? Yes. Utah should. Yes, 100%. They should. And if Oregon and Washington don't get what they want in the Big Ten, they're going to want to make it work, too, for a few more years until maybe they can talk themselves into the Big Ten, right? Right. It's in their best interest. Utah, Oregon, Washington, all three of those schools, also to make their path to a college football playoff that much easier is if the Pac-12 survives. Well, and you're, you're in a conference where you have, once, once USC is gone, you have more of an opportunity to sort of flex your muscles why wouldn't Oregon and be and Washington, in control. Why wouldn't Oregon and Washington and Utah want that scenario? Yes, agreed. Right? Yeah, agreed. I feel like that's why it's going to survive in some capacity. I, I agree, and I okay. hope you're right. If you missed any interviews, shows, or games, you can find them on BYUSN.com, or you can download the BYU TV app to get all of the BYU TV sports content on demand. So I asked, and you have responded, oh boy. some of uh, our Top Gun call signs from you, the viewers. You mean white pants isn't going to stick? Apparently not. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Listen to the podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. Okay, Jason, I asked the fans. I have not heard these either, so I'm very excited about this. I need this. call signs for my potential Top Gun name, okay? And uh, I've had, I've had four, four people respond thus far, okay? Thus far, I have received uh, Gritty. Okay, not okay? bad. Based on my good Anchor Boy, right? Okay, right? okay. Pretty Boy, okay? Okay, I'm and, the theme. And, and now my favorite, Vanilla Man. <laughs> Speaking of Jamal, it all comes back like a really good Seinfeld episode. I, wanted, I just want to shorten it to Vanilla, though. <laughs> You can play in my white pants. Okay. 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 You just call me vanilla. All good. Okay. It's all good. I'm going to be honest. I like white pants better. You like, <laughs> you like white pants better? It's, uh, it's growing on me. Yeah. White, white pants. Uh, you got the lead? Yeah. Okay, leg day. <laughs> white pants, you can be my wingman anytime. <laughs> Talk to me, vanilla. <laughs> Golly. So stupid. All right, our thanks to today. Oh, Rise and Shout Out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. It goes to the dealmaker, Brett Yormark. Brett Yormark, for obvious reasons. Our thanks to today's guest, Ty Detmer. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always use hashtag BYUSN. For Jason, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Michael Rains. We'll see you tonight for men's volleyball at 9 Eastern. Go Cougs.